0: Welcome to the Encyclopedia Commanderica, the segment where we go to Gatherer and click random card over and over, and then we talk about how we would use or not use these cards in Commander.
1: Eventually, after the heat death of our solar system and the gravitational decay of our known universe, we will have talked about every single Magic the Gathering card in a Commander
0: context. Welcome, my friends. Today, it looks like I'm going to be flying solo once again. This is Shivam Putt, and you are listening to Commanderin. And we have a wonderful show lined up for you today with a brand new guest from Wizard of the Coast. By brand new, I mean new today. Welcome, authority on Commander, if you will, Ethan Fleischer. It's true. My name's
1: Ethan Fleischer. I am one of the world's greatest experts of Commander. And, uh... It's a great honor for you to have me on the show. (laughs) As the lead designer of Commander 2014 and Commander 2016, and design team members of Commander 2013 and Commander 2015, I have probably spent more time uh, designing Commander stuff than uh, anyone else on the planet. So that is what makes me an expert.
0: Uh, I'm not going to lie, you've definitely spent more time than me designing Commander sets. And (laughs) I look forward to seeing what you have to say. Last week, we were lucky enough to have the other genius of Commander, Gavin Verhey, on to talk about his thoughts of random cards. So it'll be really neat to see your different philosophies in action.
1: Gavin does have the distinguishing uh, feature of uh, having designed by far the most popular Commander product, so I do bow to him in certain areas. Wait...
0: What's this? Is there someone new coming on?
1: Yep, he's nipping at my heels. He's much younger and sexier than me, also.
0: Uh Uh-oh. You best watch out, Ethan. You might have a problem. I
1: know, I constantly have to watch my back when people like Gavin work at Wizards of the Coast. Now,
0: I'll be honest with you, I personally liked your sets better, because I got two of my favorite decks of all time, which is the Mono White deck and Titania. And also the Partners. You came up with the Partners set, right?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was Commander 2016, though the idea was Ken Nagels.
0: Yeah, well, partners are amazing, and I hope we see them sooner than later.
1: Well, there's a lot of people that feel the same on the the inside of Wizards of the Coast, so it will probably be sooner rather than later.
0: Yes. Then I will make my suggestion that please make some monocolored partners so that my partner's cube can be even bigger. Mm, sounds fun. Cool. But first, a moment of news. As our listeners and patrons know, we have playmats for sale. And you can go to our website at CommanderInMTG.com and pick up either a Black Logo playmat or our limited edition Las Vegas playmat. And for the month of November and December, regardless of how many playmats you pick up from us, shipping is a flat $2.50 to anywhere in the United States. Order as many playmats as you like, and it's all going to cost the same to get to you. One of our listeners actually did this and bought all playmats for everybody in his meta, which is really nice of him. But I do caution against this sometimes because a lot of playmats tend to smell like really bad rubber when they're sitting together. So make sure to ventilate them before you put them into your playgroup. And anybody who buys a playmat has a chance to get either a Dead Eye Navigator signed by Phil and Sean, or a God Pharaoh's Gift signed by Phil, because I'm not important enough to get to sign any cards. That's true. <laughs> Lucky folks will get foil versions of these cards. If you want to support us more directly, you can go to Patreon and become one of our patrons and chip in a buck a show or more if you'd like to and help us stay on the air and offset the costs that it takes to put on this production. Patreon.com forward slash MTG. It really does matter because we don't have any sponsors, we don't have any side benefits, there's no mystical rich billionaire who is funding our show. We edit these ourselves, we host them with help And it costs quite a bit of money to put these things together. But we want to grow the show and we want to do so much more. And we can only do that with your support. So please, if you can, even a buck a show, you can limit your donations on Patreon to cap yourself so that on the off chance we made 12 shows a month, you wouldn't go bankrupt. But please think about it. If you have a moment in your budget free... It's one booster pack less. If you buy one less booster pack a month, that's $4 that you can wait, help wait, us. Wait, wait, put wait, on wait, wait.
1: I don't I don't know if I like the sound of this shivim. One booster pack less. That's that's money coming out of my
0: pocket. You know what it is. However, however, we bring you wonderful Commander content every month every week not even every month every week without delay without fail we are happy to share new ideas and new thoughts and bring you cool stuff to talk about just a buck a show less than a cup of coffee one-fourth of a pack of card but now on to our main topic actually before we get there ethan have you been working on any decks lately
1: Oh, yeah, I just finished a uh, Gishath deck recently. Gishath the Sun's Avatar, who I, I believe Phil uh, did a show on on him recently, right?
0: Yeah, a few episodes ago. And I was lucky enough to be able to challenge you and take you on when I went and uh, visited Watsi some weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's
1: right. You, uh, you played against it uh, when you visited uh, a few weeks ago.
0: It turns out that uh, the armored Ankylosaurus that has a two five that gives all your guys plus one plus one super annoying and limited really annoying in commander
1: card is not bad the newest <laughs> brew that i'm working on i'm such a hopeless narcissist that i decided to try to make a commander deck only using cards that had been printed in products that i led the, the design of <laughs> and so this is going to be Alicia, who smiles at death, which uh, that was a card I designed originally for Fate Reforged, but fortuitously, it was reprinted in Commander 2016. So I was able to use that as my commander. So I'm looking at like, what are all the creatures with power two or less and sets I led and... And I'm figuring it all out, so.
0: Yeah, Alesha is actually a very popular commander. There's a lot of really fun things you can do with that card, especially since it's got Mardu colors, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of just neat, like, you know, bring things back from the graveyard and just get ETB effect all day long. That would be a neat episode to talk about. We should have you come on and talk about that some day.
1: Yeah, when, uh, when I have the deck in a playable state, so I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, but you were actually telling us, and this is related to our main topic, about a uh, format that you would come up with or that somebody you knew would come up with uh, yeah i came up with and-er.
1: right come randomer is com-randomer. Uh, so it's kind of related to what our what we're going to do with the podcast which is click random on uh, gatherer and talk about the cards we uh, for come randomer the way it works is you click random until you get to a legendary creature that's your commander all right so you write that one down then you click random until you hit a card that's legal to play with that commander in that commander's deck so in that in that commander's color identity and you add that to the deck list continue continue and continue until you have you know the uh, the right number of spells i go for about 60 some people like to go up to 63 Uh, and there'll be a few lands mixed in there too and then you just add basic lands to uh, fill out the rest of the deck <laughs> and that's your deck you have to play with that so like i have a um, oh what's the name of that uh, the flying cleric that puts an angel or a dragon or a demon onto Geices the battlefield? Guys say hey, draft? No no it uh, puts a oh, from uh, your hand Oh, Thalia. Yeah, Thalia. Thalia of the Vast. So i have a Thalia of the Vast deck with no angels no demons and no dragons whatsoever in it. <laughs> For instance, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so generally, awesome. it's best. It's just best to make you know like four of these. What I have is I have four sitting around, so that if I want to play it, they all get played against each other. Because obviously, these decks are extremely weak, but they do cause you to <laughs> play with some cards you otherwise would not, and uh, it's pretty hilarious.
0: That sounds like the hottest trash, man. It just sounds it so amazing.
1: I love trash.
0: Oh my god, we should do this. we should do an episode where we just put one of those together on the air. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh. Randomly no hit into Jurgen the Rising Star, the green mono green dragon. So we could totally do this, but we'll have to save that for another day. For now though Encyclopedia Commanderica. We have chosen random cards off of Gatherer that I have not looked at. And we will take turns reading them, and then we will try to sit and discuss how can we use these in Commander. This is one of my favorite personal types of episodes because I love digging through the chaff of the 17,000 magic cards that exist and finding the random one that is absolutely perfect for a card that you've never seen before. So, this should be exciting. Yeah, I'm ready. I love the
1: random cards.
0: So, let's go to card number one, Burn Away for 4 and a red. It's an instant from Khans Tarkir, which says burn away deals 6 damage to target creature. When that creature dies this turn, exile all cards from its controller's graveyard. Wow, that's actually pretty cool in a commander deck, because we've always got things bouncing back and forth in and out of graveyards and to be able to, I don't know, wipe out someone's commander and then toast their graveyard as a side benefit seems just really good.
1: Yeah, in general, I like I like my pinpoint removal to be instant speed in Commander so that you can wait for someone to attack you and then aim a removal spell at whatever's attacking you. No sense being proactive and incurring someone's ire. You know, wait until they make the first move and then take them out. And the incidental effect of exiling the cards from the graveyard is definitely valuable in Commander. I will say, though, that 5 mana is a pretty steep price to pay for an effect like this. I don't really want to hold up 5 mana on the chance that somebody might attack me with a creature.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it does seem like, I mean, it's really expensive, especially for single target removal in Commander, but it seems nonetheless like a good card to keep in your pocket, because that's a really neat effect.
1: Yep, and you know, just we should pay attention to flavor because certainly I, uh, you know, I build decks around the art. Sometimes it looks like what we have here is a naga getting burned. So if maybe you have some oh God, sort of uh, deck themed around naga or snakes, Against
0: lighting snakes on fire.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cruel.
0: It's pretty <laughs> the cool. the anti-Hepatra deck, the random Hindu deck. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but wait, it looks like it looks like we have another challenger entering the fray.
1: All right, I'll read this one. All right, so Hang this on is- one second, Ethan oh. I think he means me oh. oh my goodness Oh
0: goodness gracious, what is that voice the From beyond that we haven't heard voice. in so long
2: <laughs> Well, I couldn't let you have all the fun without me
0: From the great beyond It looks like we have summoned a random Sean <laughs>
2: Hello, gentlemen Hello I'm slightly urine soaked right now And haven't even done my <laughs> hair <laughs>
1: welcome back i haven't quite got there yet but i'm working
2: <laughs> morning uh shivam good morning ethan
1: well good evening we are- sean <laughs> i think you'll find it
2: is 5 a.m sir
1: that's a revolting time of the morning <laughs> yes and you wanted me to start earlier
0: <laughs> oh good gracious all right, so we are going to. We're currently on card number two of the Encyclopedia. And Ethan, please feel free to introduce us to card number two.
1: All right, the second card is Seal of Fire. This is a red mana for an enchantment. Sacrifice Seal of Fire. Seal of Fire deals two damage to target creature or player. And notably, we have uh, this is the dual decks Jace versus Chandra version, so Chandra is here. And it says, after the fourth time Chandra left a place engulfed in flames, <laughs> she decided to just go ahead and make it her thing.
0: I can get behind that. So um, uh, this is, you know, this is a
1: classic example of what they call the rattlesnake card, right? This sits on the battlefield, and you can sacrifice it at any time, and so it sort of lets people know that attacking you would not be the safest thing to do, at least with something to toughness or less. Obviously, this isn't a very powerful one, but, you know, Seal of Doom is a little little more of a, a strong rattlesnake.
0: Yeah, that's the one that just tears a card, right?
1: Yeah. And then, of course, you would definitely want this for a Chandra theme deck like my friend Doug Byer has. He has uh, Chandra... Uh, The uh, Magic Origins version is his commander and everything is themed to Chandra. Chandra's parents are in there and all cards with Chandra in the art so I'm sure he has this card.
0: Yeah, I played against a Mono Chandra deck at GP Los Angeles last year and it turned out to be actually amazing like the guy just incinerated us over and over again. I mean, two damage to target creature player, kind of not very great in Commander when you've got so many large creatures and also single target removal but maybe if you're playing some kind of enchantment deck or some kind of deck that requires things to go to the graveyard, maybe a revolt deck even, this could be a neat addition.
1: Yeah, certainly it's a little easier, I think, to recur enchantments over and over again than it is to recur instants and sorceries, so there might be something there, but it's not, normally I would say, yeah, the the power level is a little lower than what I would want for a commander card unless it was a heavily themed deck.
0: Thoughts, Sean?
2: So on the seals, or sorry, when we do the encyclopedias, if we look at something that's uh, an obvious part of a cycle, we... I often compare it to its brothers and sisters. Hmm. And unfortunately, this suffers with the normal problem Red suffers in our format, which is, in an aggressive or 1v1 format, this is going to be reasonable, if not good. Here, I just don't think it's good enough. Yeah. It's no Seal of Doom. It's no Seal of Primordium. uh, I'm not even
0: sure it's a Seal of Removal. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm inclined to agree.
0: Two damage just doesn't do anything. But anyways, next card. You can do this one, Sean.
2: Oh, thanks. Well, this next one I think is the opposite of not very good in our format, and that is Soul Warden. One white. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for a creature human cleric, one one. Whenever another creature comes into play, you gain one life.
0: Oh man. I, mean, I need to put this into Brea Thopters all day long. It's
1: abusable as all hell. Yeah. Yeah. This this card is is so famous that it has an entire archetype named after the Soul Sisters deck, right? Mm. Yep.
2: Which is effectively several cards that do the same thing over and over again. I mean, Soul Warden's been reprinted multiple times, but give it additional uh, power and toughness to that, and an additional white in its casting cost. And you've got a Champion of Oriarch, which is like a very powerful, popular card. What's the other ones in Soul Sisters? It's the Souls Attendant. And there's another one. Yeah, Souls
0: Attendant and Soul Warden. And then there's that one white card that you can reveal and it gives you, like, reveal white cards and give you two X at in life.
1: Yeah. Martyr of Sands. Yes. That card is bananas. The Soul
0: Sisters deck is so good. And, I mean, if you're playing this in, like, an Ajani Life Cane deck, or really any deck, because getting obscene amounts of incidental life in a tokens deck, for instance, just seems like a good idea for everybody.
1: Well, this card is just going to scale powerfully in multiplayer, because there are two more players, you know, in, a, in an average, like, four-player commander game, there are two more players, each of whom is playing creatures as they normally would, and... People are generally running less spot removal than they would in a 1v1 game, and so this is gonna stick around for a while probably and just gain you a great deal of life for the low, low cost of one card and one mana.
2: It's an amazing turn one drop in a Karlov of the Ghost Council deck.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
2: Turn one Soul Warden, turn two drop Karlov in as a 4-4.
0: Man.
1: I like to play this with um, Norn the Wary in Modern. I have, a, I have a, a Boros Soul Sisters deck that I play sometimes. I've been called a monster for doing so, and I accept <laughs> that. But um, Norin the Wary is great with this.
2: Well, I would call you a monster <laughs> for playing modern, yes.
0: But, what were you saying about Norin?
1: <laughs> oh, just Noren's great with it, right? Because he, yeah. uh, he exiles himself and then returns to the battlefield... Pretty much every single turn. So if you have a couple of these out and a Genesis Chamber and Soul Warden, you're going to be gaining a great deal of life. And then your Johnny's Pride Maid is going to get huge.
0: I feel like that's a good shell for a commander deck, too. Because, I mean, Norn's a commander. You would need to have some kind of, I guess, Borosy commander to do that. But, goodness gracious, this, this card is abusable. It is so abusable. There's so many different ways. Even in, like, a Black White Vampires deck, you could have fun with this card.
2: I, th- I think if you were going to put this in a Commander deck and abuse it in the same way Ethan was with his modern deck, I would put it in Brago.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a Brago. very
1: similar pattern.
2: I'll, uh, I'll tell you a story uh, from a local gaming club I went to. I had... It was a standard format, or... where well, it was kind of standard. It was, you know, 60 cards, anything goes. But the owner was a little loosey-goosey with um, formatting when it came to Friday Night Magic. So everyone just played with anything. Nobody abused it in a kind of, I'm turning up with my $10,000 vintage deck or something. So I was playing this guy, and I had Soul Warden and a Oriok Champion out on the battlefield. And he did the Infinite Loop with creating a Ornithopter and uh, a Disciple of the Vault to infinitely destroy me. Because oh i got no. going to do infinite damage. And I was like, excellent. I'm going to gain infinite times two <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> Infinity <laughs> times two.
2: Yes. and uh, <laughs> he, he looked he- like someone had, to use an English phrase, pissed on his chips.
0: <laughs> that doesn't I'm sound gonna- like a good thing. No. I'm going to guess he didn't see that one coming. No,
2: and despite running <laughs> black, he wasn't running the prerequisite soul. Uh, uh, sorry, spot removal to get rid of the soul warden.
0: That is that is fantastic. If only he had had a seal of fire in play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
2: the Oreo champion is pro red, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop. God, this is absurd. Uh, so you, okay, you, well.
2: You see, the fire would have put me on infinite life minus two. Anyway, enough on Soul Warden, because I could talk about that card for an hour.
0: Okay, so let us move to card number four. Ooh, this is a good one, too. Mancer for two and a white. Creature Human Wizard, the Origins reprint, even though it uses the original Rebecca Gay art. When Oromancer enters the battlefield, you may return target enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand for the 2-2. This card is awesome. I mean, yes, it's only one use in Commander, but you can totally blink it back and forth a million different ways. You can get that Seal of Fire right back to your hand and just start, (laughs) if you're somehow playing a Boros enchantment deck, which, please don't play a Boros enchantment deck, but Oromancer, (laughs) man, in Karametra or in any of these, like, aura-based decks is just, it's a key card, right? It's like a bear that just a gray ogre that just does work.
1: Well, and it's a functional reprint, right? Isn't this Monk Idealist from Urza's Saga? Urza's Legacy? One of those. Yes. So, you can get a little of the redundancy going if you uh, need to have more than one card with this effect. I think there's a version that has prowess also in uh, Cons of Tarkir block.
0: Yeah. I don't know, this card is just like it's always it's a good two for one. It's solid. It's not great. I'm sure there's better ways to recur enchantments, but it's like I just like this card. Yeah, it's it's a solid card
2: in the right deck. It's basically a white eternal witness.
0: Yeah, in a that's deck true. that
2: just is, you know, in Karametra, for example, Karametra Enchantress deck, it's super bummy.
0: Yeah, great. That's a, that's a great sure. comparison. Cool. Well then, let us move to card number five, since our are just kind of, yeah, this is good. Let's go.
1: All right. I, I admit, this one, this one stumped me. I <laughs> did not remember this card at all. So the <laughs> card that I'm looking card. at here is Swallowing Plague, X black black for a sorcery arcane. Swallowing Plague deals X damage to target creature and you gain X life. This is an Uncommon from Champions of Kamigawa. And there's a picture of a bunch of beetles flying at some guy's face. <laughs> yeah,
0: like yeah, it definitely looks cami. like he's having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, I had never seen this card before either. I mean, it, Spot removal
1: gains you life. Yeah, but it's a sorcery. And it's uh, very inefficient.
0: It's slow, it's arcane, it's I... like, mm. I have seen I, this I play a,
1: I play a um, Corridor Spirit and Arcane Tribal Deck, <laughs> and I would never consider running this card. This card is just too slow and too clunky and too inefficient to be worth considering in Commander. I mean, I would play it in limited sometimes, I think. But yeah, I just feel like it's not there for Commander. I
2: think if you're drafting this or you have it in a sealed pool, you're going, you're really stretching for spot removal. You didn't draft any good spot removal before you are running this.
1: Yeah, I think you're right now that, I, now that I think about it a little more. Maybe if there was, if you had a lot of spirit craft or something that cared about Arcane, you'd consider it. But yeah, it's pretty bad even in Limited.
0: I mean, look, dude, if you're not playing, like, randomander, this is probably not going to happen. So, no, come randomer, that's what you call it. Come randomer. Come randomer. Yeah, so, next one. Go ahead, Sean.
2: The next card is... Oh, (laughs) this is another great (laughs) card. So the next card is Flicker wisp One and two white for a creature elemental. Uh, It's 3-1 and has flying... When Flicker Wisp enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent to return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So, I seem. It's weird when we do these encyclopedias, they are genuinely randomly drawn the cards, but it, sometimes it feels like a theme starts to appear with the random cards.
1: Tonight seems yes, to be... Yes, all of our white cards seem to want to be in the same deck together. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: mean, it really, it's just like, oh, well, I guess this would be good with the other three white cards we mentioned. Flickerwisp is amazing. I mean, there's this card is great in every format it's in. I, It's not recursion, so it's not, like, as good as it could be in Commander. But, I mean, the version we're talking about came from a Commander precon. con which should tell you what Wotty thinks about Flicker Wisp. Like, yeah, this this card is great, it's always great.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, I was excited about it at first because I was oh, it's it's from the Commander 2014 set, which I led, so therefore be eligible for my Alation deck. But you can see they nerfed the card by <laughs> uh, changing it from two power to three power, which actually probably <laughs> is the case, so it didn't go crazy with Revel Arc or something.
0: Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: But uh, Yeah, this this is definitely one of the most powerful blink effects in the game, I think. It's very strong.
0: I mean, yeah, this is one of the most powerful creatures in the game, just in general, I think. Like, Flicker Wisp and Ranger Vos, or Flicker Wisp and, like, yeah, Revelark, obviously they can't work together, but they definitely go together. You would know when you need to use this card, but it's such a good utility card. Like, in white especially, this card is just solid. It's a good performer. We We
1: love our enter the battlefield effects in commander because things get destroyed very easily. And so you want your creature to have some value. And so a lot of the time we want a creature with some sort of spell effect attached. And this just lets you re up on that. And even if it's an eight mana creature, you can blink it for three mana. And still have a 3 1 flyer left over. Like that's that's a good value.
0: Yeah, I've definitely done some silly combos with Flickerisp before where you're like, Oh, you know, this guy bounces out of play and then comes back with a Jagillion tokens on it or plus one plus one counters, and then has like, you know, some effect that comes off of it. Yeah, no, Flickerisp enables combos, it does all the things. You always want to use it. Next card, I guess. Ooh, that's me. Oh, this is cool. Okay. Uh, Butcher of the Horde is card number 7 for oh, 1 in Mardu or card. 1 red, white and black If for the Khans of Tarkir Demon 5-4 flying which for 4 mana nah, that's great, that's fine the color requirement's pretty high but why could that be? Because it's got one of the greatest commander <laughs> powers ever which is sacrifice another creature Butcher of the Horde gains your choice of Vigilance, Lifelink or Haste until end of turn. Holy crap This is so good.
1: I I always sit up and take notice when I see a card that has a a sacrifice ability, where you pay the ability by sacrificing something, but there's no mana involved. Like, Mm. that makes me take notice, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you could use this in an aristocrat's deck, where the whole point is to throw all your creatures away to make something absurd happen. Like, if you have this plus, who is that guy from... Origins that when you go to the graveyard, it does damage to target opponent or like, you know, any of these types of like vampire aristocracy type deck It's just this card has being able to pitch a card and get a benefit like somebody puts an oblivion ring on one of your creatures Oh, well, no, you can't do that uh, But you couldn't response I guess or like, you know, somebody's doing something to a creature to die You might as well get a benefit out of it and sending creatures to the graveyard in commander is not always a negative. You can always pull them back and do crazy things.
1: Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Never done
0: anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I mean, know, this this, this is isn't great.
1: the most flexible ability in that you don't you don't usually want to do it in response on someone else's turn because you don't really get value out of it, right? You're yeah, adding keywords to it, which you know, adding life link is fine if they attack into it, then you would gain some life. But
0: I mean, I'm just in general, just you off. you
1: want to do this on your own turn.
0: Yeah, I was just working off the idea that you would have other cards in play that key off of cards going to the graveyard. Absolutely. Because being able to sacrifice a creature for free, as you mentioned, is just amazing. Like, I've definitely run cards that are bad because they let you, like, what's that, uh, the Land from the Dark that lets you tap and sacrifice a creature and put a tombstone... Ca- nec-
1: City of Shadows? Oh, Necropolis. Yes. Necropolis is the wall, City of Shadows is the land.
0: Yeah. City of Shadows. Like, that card is not a good card, but being able to sacrifice lets mm-hmm. you just, I mean, immense value in commander. Yep,
1: because things are going to die anyway. Yeah, it stops things getting
2: exiled as well. Your creatures...
0: Ah, uh, good point.
2: Someone chucks a swords or a path to exile or something uh, and you don't or need the Or
0: the land. wrath to exile from Ixalan which I can never remember the name of (laughs) which is quite the card.
2: I mean you're in red in this card as well so I look at that and I automatically think threat and effects exactly what's good about threat and effects is you get your opponent's cards for an attack step effectively or a turn what's better about having a card like this in your deck when you're running threat and effects is you don't give them their creatures back (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep that butcher Evil, really but uh, wants you herfling. know, makes sense
0: Isn't there, there's a red card that lets you like steal everybody's creature, right? Like Insurrection, sir Ah uh, yes, the most powerful red card in Commander Coming
2: onto that, it's also insurance against an insurrection So, unless your <laughs> opponents have tons of stuff, you know If your opponent's going to steal all your creatures, your critters and kill you with them You just sacrifice them all first
0: Good times.
2: The only thing the butcher doesn't have is he can't sacrifice himself.
0: Yeah, that does suck, but that's probably a good reason for that.
2: Oh, uh, well, that's one of the things that makes Vishkal super good.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, Vishkal, man. I remember I, that card is just. Once you told me about that, I've been just like, how did I miss this card? It's so good. Oh, Vishkal's amazing. But yeah, if you're running Mardu, there's no reason not to run Butcher of the Horde. Even in like the Kalia of the Vast deck, this could be great. You bring your dragons into play, and then if they're about to get pitched or killed or something, you just toss them into the graveyard. But, card number eight, Ethan. All
1: right, so here we have Ancestral Tribute.
0: (laughs) Ah, speaking of the graveyard. I did not know this (laughs) card.
1: Five white white for a sorcery. You gain two life for each card in your graveyard, but wait, there's more. Flashback. For nine white, <laughs> oh, white, white. That means you can play it from your graveyard for its flashback cost, then exile it as it resolves. Wow, that is a lot of mana to pay for a pure life gain spell, I must say. You could gain a pretty absurd amount of life in the right deck, though, I suppose. So
0: this is. I'm just looking at processing. the cards that we've pulled so far, and I swear to God, this is building a deck for us. Like, yeah. Look at I this! I mean, this this is
1: this is sort of the classic, like on the internet five years ago. Oh, I guess it's good in EDH that people would always say, right? If there, <laughs> if there was some terrible overcosted card.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm. yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> it's- prophecy was not the best set for. I was anything say magic then <laughs> um, it did give us rustic study
1: well this is from odyssey, odyssey, which sorry, was odyssey. A considerably better set for us yeah this yeah, is but odyssey. i look
0: at this and actually i mean i can think of reasons you might want to use this but it just seems raw life gain for 7 mana 7 mana better win you the game two life for every card in your graveyard is not going to do that I mean, yeah, it synergizes with the other seven cards we've looked at so far, oddly enough. But man, this card just looks bad, yo. If it was two white mana, yeah, stop.
1: I mean, I can certainly <sighs> am certainly imagine combining it with other cards for some powerful effect. But I just don't feel like it's. I feel like there are just probably more efficient options I feel out like there.
0: If you're gonna be jumping through this many hoops. There are better Mass Life gain spells for cheaper that do a similar effect that are just... Like, no, you don't. Just don't. Unless you've got some real neat gimmick going on, this is maybe just to leave it in your trade binder and never look and at it again.
2: Probably run Beacon of Tomorrow's... <laughs> beacon of Immortality, yeah. sorry. Beacon of Immortality before you'd run this, which is just a simple double your life and then it goes back into your deck. Reverse the sands and all those effects, where you trade life totals with people.
0: Yeah, maybe Mirror Universe. Or, you know, just don't play this. Okay. (laughs) How about card number nine? Before we do that, I've
2: got to ask a quick question. The little tombstone symbol, which was a symbol they put on some older cards that cared about the graveyard. Mm Mm-hmm. Any reason we don't see that anymore, Ethan? Or is there any story behind that?
1: Well, I mean, it's sort of the precursor to the frame treatments that we put on cards to kind of remind you about things. You know, like the miracle frame has this starburst pattern going mm. on so that when you draw one, you notice, oh, I have a miracle. I shouldn't just put it in my hand and then and then flick my cards around and then be like, oh, crap. I need to do something with this miracle or the enchantment frame. You know, we had a lot of things that cared about enchantment creatures and we were a little worried that people have trouble telling enchantments from enchantment creatures. So we had a special enchantment creature frame in Theros block that had the star field in the background. I loved that frame. So this was kind of the first version of that idea where you have a graphical element that reminds people... In this case, the tombstone symbol reminds people that this card is active from the graveyard. Don't forget about it. It was not considered a success. And so (laughs) when we brought flashback back, I believe time spiral block was when we brought it back uh, after this. we flashed
0: it back, perhaps. We flashed it
1: back yeah we did not bring the tombstone symbol uh, along with it it just uh it was a little too small and frankly a little too silly looking i'm afraid
2: and when you put it on the frame originally how many people threatened to quit magic because you dared change an element of the card
1: I assume a non-zero number based on my interactions (laughs) with the magic-playing community over the last six or seven years.
2: (laughs) Well, I think it's an outrage, and I quit magic over it. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) card number nine, which I believe it's my turn to read.
0: Yes, sir. Relentless
2: assaults. Two and two red untap all creatures... Oh, sorry, it's a sorcery. Untap all creatures that attack this turn... After this phase, there is an additional combat phase, followed by an additional main phase. I've killed people with this card.
1: Yeah, this is a classic. This is, you know, there's a whole class of of cards that nobody plays in Constructed that are named after this. We call them Relentless Assaults, but... I could, you know, this definitely has Commander applications, I would say.
0: Oh, God, easy. This is, like, so good in so many di- Like, I need to actually get one for my Soldier's deck, because additional combat phases in Commander, there's so many different things you can do, and there's never... A, I mean, man, if you can run it, you should run it. What's basically
2: it the name of the enchantment that can just cast this over and over again? There's a red enchantment that just has this effect on it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what it's called off oh the top of my head. Oh I used to
2: run it in my red-green Atarka World Render Dragons deck, which was as rude as it sounds.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody at uh, Grand Prix Las Vegas managed to get uh, an infinite supply of dragon tokens using that card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty exciting. My friend
0: Tony, she her deck was just like went to town with... Man, that was a great game. Yeah, that was an amazing game. (laughs) But, yeah, no, dude, if you can have extra combat phases, it is worth your time. Voluntless Assault is great. I think it's... it's it seems
1: good in Neheb the uh, Eternal. Seems like a really good card for that deck.
0: Mm, Yes. yes.
1: You just want all of these, all of the different versions of this effect, I think. It's one of those
2: abilities that this and threaten effects that make red still like they're the strongest things that are socially acceptable to do with red in our format.
0: Fair. Yeah, cool. So then card number 10, oh, cryptbreaker. <laughs> this is one of my favorite cards from the recent era. It's a for one mana, a 1/1 zombie that says for one in a black and tap and discard a card, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token into the battlefield. Tap three untapped zombies you control and draw a card and lose a life. In my Grimgrin deck, this card is just a champion. This is so good and it's so strong and it's like it's like Plague Rats but not nearly as busted as Plague rats with the added benefit of letting you draw a card basically whenever you want.
1: It's like Graveborn Muse, except it only costs one mana and it won't
0: kill you. Yes. (laughs) And it just, it, I mean, everyone's like, oh, but you have to discard a card. I'm like, in a zombies deck, if you're pitching cards, gosh, whatever you do. (laughs) I've done things like, I've played Cryptbreaker and then pitched Gravecrawler. And then she's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just bringing him back too. And yeah, you can just do absurd things with this card. It's Yes, it's on the weak side being a 1-1 one, one for 1, but don't attack with it until you've got like all of your lords out in play because this guy is just such a good utility. It's almost like you should treat this like an artifact or an enchantment for a zombie deck because it's just so... Great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very versatile. Like it was, it was a strong standard card when it was legal and standard mm. because of that flexibility. Where you, if the game starts to go long, you can just start drawing more cards and. You know, I I don't know what your Grimgrin deck is like, but I know mine has a lot of zombies on the battlefield at any given time. <laughs> Makes plenty of zombie tokens, and I'm constantly bringing cards back from the graveyard, so I have no shortage of creatures to tap if uh, that's what the doctor calls for.
0: Yeah, my Grimgrin deck generally has something like forty zombies in play at any given time. So, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Cryptbreaker, run it every chance. If you're playing anything remotely that would let you run this profitably, you should. Even even for just, like, if you're playing some kind of deck that involves discarding or, like, needing to fill your graveyard, like a Delve deck or, like, you know, Saltai type of stuff. Scarab God. Yeah, because this is just, it's stuffing your graveyard for benefits. 2-2 zombies add up really quickly.
2: Yeah, it's even better when you can quickly eternalize the giant creature you've just chucked into your yard as well.
0: Ah, uh, Yes. God, Scarab God, man. I put him into Grim Grin, and that's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, Scarab God's amazing. <laughs> I got a <laughs> uh, pre-release foil was my promo.
0: Oh, that's uh, lucky. Was it Eldritch Moon nice. or
2: Shadows? I forget which.
0: For a Cryptbreaker?
2: Yeah. Not Scarab
0: It's God. Eldritch Moon. Oh, Scarab oh, God was... that was, was... Hour
1: of Devastation.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I got the Cryptbreaker. F- that was. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Cryptbreaker was in the uh, second one. So, Eldritch Moon. Eldritch Moon. You can tell it because it's got the Liliana hairdo for the... <laughs> Never noticed that. For, yeah, like the icon for Eldritch Moon was either Emrakul or Liliana's crown, depending on how you looked at it. And yeah, it's like, this is the only card out of that set I actually liked. Because everything, everything else was too gross. Shut That set off. was like the grossest looking set in Magic.
2: It was amazing.
0: Ugh, oh, no, I body will- horror, not... Defend, Not a thing.
2: Return, and Eldritch Moon till my dying breath. They were excellent
0: sets. Yeah, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. I love the
2: art style. I love the play style. I loved it.
0: Oh, I loved playing anyway, it. Anyway, do we have time but- to
2: squeeze in a card number 11,
1: gents? I think we have time for one more. Sure. All right, this one's my turn. All right, so this is Sand Skin, two and a white, <laughs> okay. for an enchantment aura from onslaught a common enchant creature prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by enchanted creature and this of course is a color shift of gaseous form from legends back in 1994 exact same card but different color
0: You know, here's how bad of a magic player I was when I started. When I started playing, I used to use gaseous form in my decks all the time, and I would cast it on my own creatures so that I would have basically an indestructible wall thing that I could Yeah, that's
1: how you keep them safe, right? (laughs)
0: Like, it never occurred to me that I'm supposed to put this on somebody else's creature. I was just like, why would I give them a wall? That's I mean, how many
1: times (laughs) have you played... You know what is it? Wall of fog, or no? What is it? Fog bank, fog bank. Yeah. or yeah? Uh, I, I love that Guard code. Gomazoa in Commander. You're like you were almost there. <laughs> you just needed to not two for one yourself while you were doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, dude. There, there, are better ways to do this in Commander.
2: What's the white yeah, enchantment from Urza's block that's like this, but way better? Oh, Pariah. I used to like pariahing yeah. people's creatures. Like, you can hit me with your creature if you want, but you're taking the damage.
0: Yeah, pariah is yeah, great, a, but like... It's a little more fun. <laughs> yeah, this this is just like... I mean, maybe not. <laughs> All right. What's it got to do with
2: sand skin? Surely it should be sand form. Hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: Just picking. I mean, wacky- I'm looking
0: at this card. Like the flavor text does nothing. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. I choose to do neither. So then, why are you sandskinned What the hell does that have to do with anything?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I know who is in charge of names and flavor text. And uh, yeah, I think it's Mark Rosewater. <laughs>
0: For Did this someone sad- say
2: Rosewater? Hang on. So, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> Do we have to drink whenever someone says well, rose water? I, I love
2: I love his podcast, and I understand he records it while he's driving, but it does me when he has a slurp of his uh, water.
0: Oh or god, coffee, it is so... it's so—it's
2: right in your ear.
0: Oh, and uh, <laughs> I hear of every ice water when he's talking. I you. Like, oh drip. god, stop! Ah, and then you hear the ice. Oh, okay. Anyways, well. This is actually a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Ethan. And thank you for reappearing out of the fog, Sean. It's been... It feels like we lost you in the wild of England and never saw you again for, for a month.
2: Uh, well, you saw me twice during that period. But night shifts...
0: Don't tell them about my exaggerations. <laughs> night shifts will kill a man. <laughs> and, yeah. Goodness gracious all right well thank you for hanging out with us everyone uh listeners you rock and we're super grateful for you joining us for an hour every week to listen to us meander about random card from gatherer which is to be honest one of my favorite things in the world aaron forsyth if you're listening please one day bring back comments and do random card of the day again that was one of my favorite favorite things
1: The first thing I asked him when I first met him back in 2011 was, when are you going to start doing those those random card of the day again? He's like, as soon as I get my life back. Yeah. Apparently he hasn't gotten his life back yet.
0: Seriously. You could take over doing it, Ethan.
1: It's true. I think I know enough about magic cards now that I can do it.
0: <laughs> Man, you're still the new kid on the block. What do you know? You've only led 12 <laughs> billion sets. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though. Go, listeners, look up Aaron Forsyth and Random Card of the Day. It is worth your time because he wrote many essays in the comments of Gatherer, and they're amazing. But, Ethan, how can our listeners reach you if they wanted to?
1: The best way to reach me is on Twitter. I'm just at Ethan Fleischer, E-T-H-A-N-F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. And if you, wanna, if you have something a little more lengthy to say, feel free to email me at my work email. That's ethan.fleischer at wizards.com. I'm always interested in hearing from Magic fans about anything that you have to tell me about. And if I don't know the answer or if it's not my department or whatever, I will be sure to pass it on to whoever needs to hear about it.
0: And of course, you can just make it up and be, make it canon because you do work inside the building so it's true <laughs> if you decide that Nazan is actually just the real Lich Lord of Segovia he is now but <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen please do not try to send Ethan your unsolicited design ideas because he'll do what he did to me and throw me out of Watsi forever and ever amen
1: <laughs> but it's true he's been banned from the building because he kept sending us unsolicited card designs look
0: dude giant growth is got future I'm telling you one green mana, plus three, plus three. It's great. You should reprint it or print it for the first time. It'll be amazing. Giant It'll bro, never work. I'm telling you. And I've <laughs> got this crazy. other one. Uh, Lightning Belt. Lightning Belt. It's another card that'll do three damage. You should totally try it. <laughs> belt. <laughs> you know, it hurts. It does three damage worth of belting. Uh, <laughs> anyways a special thanks to our patrons who show support to this show by donating to us so we can keep improving so that we can keep going and so that we can keep making this show even though phil is in china and i have taken over and this is now my show forever and ever we still need your help to stay online oh i'm sorry sean is back (laughs) and we still need your help to stay alive to edit To put up videos, to do new things, to get our hosts to cool shows and conventions to meet with you. And please, $1 a show is all we ask. If you can help us, we would love it. Each week, we call out three of you. Show you our thanks by offering your names to the ether. To the ether? This week... Yeah, to the Ethan. Thank
1: you, thank you. I appreciate these offerings, and you will be richly rewarded.
0: (laughs) This week's patrons of the week are David Bowman, Eric Walter, and Mitchell Curran. Thank you so much for donating to us and for being our patrons. Oh, and I forgot to mention, if you join us at the $10 patron level, you can join us on our special patron chat on Facebook, which is incredibly active and full of really, really nice people who love to talk all the time. And we share our show notes and we give you guys clips of shows that don't make it, early versions of our shows, and our show notes. And without your continued support, we could not do this. Now, Ethan... We do ask our guests to take us out, and we've had two interesting logos pop up. uh, Not logos, two interesting slogans. Yes. Both donated to us by Gavin Verhey. Yes. Oh, you remember Gavin, nice the one who is haunting up upon you and taking your job by making the oh, that's right, best-selling that commander set of all time.
1: Backstab backstabbing little youngster, <laughs> trying to steal my job
0: by having a <laughs> simultaneous job with you. But feel free to either use one of these slogans or make up one of your own.
1: I'm tired. I'm all out of energy. I've I'm pretty much washed up. So I'm just going to use Gavin's idea, Commanderin. Not always accurate, but always entertaining.
0: Thank you. And thank you for coming back, Sean. Mm. (laughs) Super sweet and totally awesome. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and love. It's been fun. See you next week. Ethan, it's been a pleasure.